From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast. I'm Levi at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. And I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And joining us today from YouTube's Wrestling with Regret, Mr. Brian Zane at Z-Man Brian Zane on Twitter. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we, we hey, appreciate thanks you for... coming on. Yes, absolutely. Um. If you, first of all, if you don't subscribe to Wrestling with Regret, I'm going to plug that now and later. Uh, you probably should on YouTube because it's probably some of the best wrestling content on there. And it's a, it's a pleasure for us to be doing this right now with Brian Zane because he's awesome. So thank you, sir. Yes, well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So um, obviously I'll ask the million-dollar question. Um, how, how and when did you get into wrestling? Well, you know, uh, I got into wrestling um, probably similar to a lot of people like in the late 90s during the Attitude Era. Yeah. And I think what really got me into wrestling wasn't a specific match or wrestler. It was just – it was a video game. I got into it because a friend of mine had rented uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour okay. for the N64, and we just loved that game. 
and we played it a lot that weekend. And um, it was, yeah, it was, that was kind of like how I got into wrestling and like, you know, because I, I knew of wrestling as a kid, yeah. but I didn't really follow my parents didn't want me to watch it. So, you know, it was kind of taboo. And so then I started watching it in the late nineties. And of course that's the perfect time for, you know, a young adolescent to start watching wrestling, right. When everything went, especially, especially yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, so, but I, mean, I guess, I guess that really spoke to me. So, um, yeah, I got into it that way. I started watching the real life product after watching, after playing the video games and wanting to learn more about, you know, boy, Glacier seems really cool. I want to try and find him on TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so were you a WCW guy to begin or a, or a WWE yeah, I, I started, I started watching WCW and I was aware of, you know, the existence of the WWF and then like, on my cable box, I think TNT and USA were like one or two channels apart. Mm-hmm. So I started going back and forth. And like my very, I think my earliest memory of like WWF had to have been like, it's the go home before King of the Ring 98. And like oh, man. Undertaker's beating up Paul Bear inside the Hell in a Cell. And you see Kane up top is like struggling and like just fighting and clawing his way, trying to get into the cell. But that was one of the first thing I remember seeing. That was awesome. Like, WWF. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a hell of an introduction. So yeah. that was how I first started watching wrestling. Um, so I was I was um, thirteen when that when that happened. So awesome. Yeah, I think I'm. Still, I think I'm right yeah. there with you. I was probably uh, 97, 98, and my earliest recollection was, uh, God, I think it was I think it was mankind like pulling his hair out. Maybe. I, I mean, I was little mm-hmm. though. I was probably like five six years old when i started seeing i'm a little younger but i'm obviously caught up with the product and i watched all that stuff through my 20 years of being in love with it so right and see Um, i started i started a lot earlier than you guys because i started i was i was born in 87 but my dad was into it so i started watching it my earliest memory was uh when macho king uh, when Macho Man was Macho King, and they had a, they had a match. It was him and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So that was my first memory mm-hmm. of wrestling. But the like, golden I mean, age. Yeah, and you know we watched through like New Generation. My dad kind of got out of it, and then he didn't get back into it until the Attitude Era because Stone Cold. I mean, that was everybody's guy then. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was always like we would we would record it on VCR. It would be like we'd record Raw and watch Nitro, or watch Nitro and record Raw, like one or the other. That was kind of always right. The... I, I used I used to have a bunch of tapes of um, of Raws. I mean, it was weird because I, I you know I could only record one or the other, but I always you know watched both anyway. Yeah, <laughs> back and forth. Right, it and was... so I don't have any. Go ahead. I have, sorry. I have no Nitros on. T- I have no Nitros on tape, but I've got. I did at least have a bunch of you know Raw. Then I would eventually record them over as I, you know, out, as as my as they outgrew my need for uh yeah for for watching it. Um, and that was so fun back yeah. in the day, man. The like the VCR recording of wrestling. I think I right. think it was just a sweet part of it. But anyways, and a, and a lot of that too is like the nostalgia. You know, we remember now like how difficult it was. We didn't have you know the internet. It wasn't as as broad as it is now. Yeah. So, and you know, no WWE network. We didn't have just a a channel or app or those didn't even exist then. You didn't so. you didn't just pay only 9.99 to watch right. stuff. <laughs> for, right. For every streaming service that's across the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well that's good to know your intro to wrestling. We're kind of all around the, me and you were around the t- same time frame and old Tommy here is the the golden boy. <laughs> 
That's why he's such a Hogan mark. Yeah, that's why I'm a Hogan mark. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, and so you managed, you did a little managing in wrestling. Is that right? That's what that's still do. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm still active in the independent scene because I wrestled uh, back in 06. I started wrestling. I did that for a year and I wasn't very good. And YouTube has the history. You can see that for yourself and see how terrible I was. I checked it uh, out. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And no. then I, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if you're about it, after a year, I, I made the transition to become a manager, which has been much more fun and less painful. In fact, one of the things that um, my trainers at Wiskowski told me was like, hell, if I could do it all over again, I, I would have been a manager, you know, I wouldn't have to bump so much. And, <laughs> Wouldn't hurt so much. So yeah, it's it's um, it certainly helped my body out. At times, I wish I was still wrestling because I feel that when you're managing, you kind of pigeonhole yourself and you can't get as many bookings right. as you normally would if you're a wrestler. See, when you're a wrestler, you can pretty much work anywhere. Yeah. But when you're a manager, it's like you can only work where there's room for managers, and there's not always room for managers. So uh, that really affected me for a long time in terms of getting booked elsewhere. Um, you know, but it's just one of those, you know, it's like at the same time, though, I like my weekends. I like spending time with my family. So it's not that huge of a loss for me. If I were single and didn't have anyone tying me down, I'd probably be a little more antsy about it. So it's, it's a win for you and and pretty much with the, with the managing. Exactly. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And that's another thing. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I watched the, the Q&A video on, on your channel this morning just to kind of refresh. And, uh, you know, it somebody had asked you about, you know, what you thought about there's not many managers on on Monday nights and Tuesday nights anymore. No, that's right. Cause I mean, yeah. now it's basically Paul Heyman and you know, we only see him when Brock, you know, when Brock twice talks. a month, maybe yeah. once a once month, or, once, or, once, or, once or four or five weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it is kind of just like a, it's a sad reality. And, and it's, I think it's just the evolution of, um, of wrestling really. Cause I think, uh, especially thanks to WWE, it's gotten to this point where everyone, you know, is needs to be their own brand. Everyone needs to be their own biggest advocate mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And every, I think, you know, there's this desire or this, if you want to get looked at, you kind of have to be the total package. And if you are the total package and, and again, not to, that's no reference to Lex Luger. I mean, you just have to be able to do a lot of different things. Right. And if you're a good talker, you don't really need a man. Damn it. What was that? He dropped out. Hang on. Uh, hey, Brian, you dropped out. Sorry, man. Ah, man. Technology. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. So, um, so, the, so, the last thing about, man- what, what about managers, it's, it's a very antiquated thing. You know, like everyone has to be their own hype man, even though they can't always put themselves over. That's what managers are for. So the you know, managers, they're being phased out. Back in the 70s and 80s, you'd see tons of managers. You don't get that anymore. Um, it's just, I, I think it's, it's, on one hand, I'm glad they kind of purged the big man, like all, a lot of managers, because I think you can't have like four or five in a single show. That's way too much. So uh, yeah, yeah, like, and that's, you know, that's the gold, the golden age, you know, the, the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s. It, I mean, it was everybody. Well, and everybody was, had a manager. Also, it was also, um, kind of spread out because you know you'd have one show would have uh this dude with his manager and then you don't see him all the time back then basically what i'm trying to say right they were spaced out more yeah it was spaced out a lot more so it was it was easier to watch with all the management back then but But, and a lot of it is you know back then there were a lot of stables 
So like right. you know, the Heenan family and, you know, the Hart, you know, Jimmy Hart had the Hart Foundation and, you know, and then it turned into the mid nineties, the Dungeon of Doom and, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> The Dungeon let's, of Doom. Let's, let's, not, let's not talk about the Dungeon of Doom, guys. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Are you Are you sure you don't want to talk about Shark, Brian? Oh, man. <laughs> or the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah. That was a weird... I, I actually watched that period in WCW a while back. Was I watched a couple of Nitros. I think it was the early days of Nitro, too, right? When they were kind of uh, doing yeah, that. Yeah, for the, fir- the first year of Nitro is when that was around. Yeah, yeah. Levi, did you see... Uh, did you see the... A video Brian did with Colt Cabana over the WCW mini movies. No, I did not see that. Oh not. my gosh, you got to watch that, dude. Okay, I'm pretty, pretty proud on, of that one. Yeah, it's on my it's yeah. on my to do list. Well, and speaking of it, WCW, one of my favorite videos of yours is the WCW title in the year 2000, the world title in the year 2000. Oh, thank and you. And because Vacant was champion, I don't remember at the end of the video, but what he was champion like five, six times. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was all in like one year. So, <laughs> just, so it was like, and like you said, you know, it kind of messed with the prestige of the belt. And I think that going to our product now, I don't see why. I know it's it might be old in their eyes or whatever they're trying to do move forward, but I still think the World Heavyweight Championship should be in the place of the Universal Title because it's just been around so long. Why get rid of it? Uh, I my think opinion. that. Well, I I I get that idea, but I think it's. Um... I think it's an issue of branding. I mean, me personally, I don't care what the belt is called, you know, as long as it, you know, is represented well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. It's called the universal title of the world heavyweight championship. And really over time, I think the world heavyweight championship, as we knew it in WWE, um, didn't really have the greatest prestige to it. Cause after triple H, after it became a smack championship instead of a raw title, it kind of, it, it did lose uh, a lot of it. That is true. You had oh. champions like Christian and Jack Swagger, not any, and nothing against Christian, but like Swagger and I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. But, and the, yeah, and that was sense. kind of the thing too about that is like, you know, it was kind of like to when Triple H had it, it was prestige because, you know, he was with Ric Flair at the time. Yeah. So it made it seem like it was, you know, this grand thing because he's carrying on like the Flair tradition, the, you know, so the so the but the evolution and whatnot and that was yeah. probably one of my favorite stables of all time still it always will be mm-hmm. just just because and the, even that little month with Randy I think that was cool he was champ for a month they beat the hell out of him blah 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 you know anyways we're getting off topic but um, <laughs> so you're you are Cornette's illegitimate son right <laughs> well the the DNA results have been inconclusive but yes um we do we are kind of bound together in a lot of ways i think i think one of the reasons i made the transition to wearing sweatsuits when i was a manager was because i was kind of tired of being called a cornet ripoff because like i was wearing like you know dress shirt and tie and slacks and they weren't like loud colors they weren't mismatched it was just like i'm you know a nerdy looking white guy with brown hair and glasses so naturally the cornet comparisons show up there um but you know it's it's fun. It's just kind of a little it's just a little joke basically. And I think it's it's helped me because I think it was my cornet impression that I did a few years ago that really helped me really help the channel uh, really blow up. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. And um, you know, cornet has joked about it on his podcast a couple times, and I've I've joked about it on my show. So it's 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 pretty funny that you know 
that's and, and, and you know people in comment sections who've never seen me before will always say at the first first step oh you like jim, you're like jim Cornette. like yeah i know i get that so yeah <laughs> and uh, went off again all right hang on damn it lost you again sorry man i know it's maybe it's my fault maybe my my router needs to be reset or something so it's all right anyways i was just gonna i was gonna say that uh that's actually how i found your channel was because you know i you know i grew up you know loving jim Cornette. he was you know to me he was the manager of managers other than bobby the brain Ian, of course so so would that be probably would that be the video that kind of puts you on the map as as wrestling regret well that was you know I did Cornette gets it wrong, and then I did like a eight worst heel turns countdown, and the the Cornette video got a lot of uh, exposure on like Reddit, and like Jim Cornette tweeted it out, and I think Cole Cabana and like at least one of the Young Bucks did, so it, it definitely got a lot of exposure in that sense. And at the time, it was the biggest video I ever did, um, and yeah, I think that's what, what really helped heighten the awareness of me. And then at the same time, I also signed up with a multi-channel network or an MCN. Um, and yeah, I think it was just, um, a few different, uh, uh, factors that led to that. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, Cornette gets it wrong. I think was kind of my, my biggest success to date at that and point. And that was hilarious, by the way, the, <laughs> the all his bookings and stuff. It's, that's really funny. Uh, speaking of impressions real quick, did Russo really not like your impression of him at that, uh, that one, the interview with him? Uh, yeah, he, he did not like it. <laughs> he, he said he what he didn't think that was good because you said God. Yeah, bro, do I say God? Do I really say oh, bro, I God, bro. bro? I don't. And then of course, and then of course, if you listen, to, if you listen to that interview, he totally makes that 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 vowel inflection yeah, a couple too. of times so he, in the he contradicted in the himself there. He definitely says uh, it. Well, no, it's like I think what, I think what, what really irked him about that impression and that sketch was that I. Um, I basically said, you tell me, bro, I ne- I've never taken credit for creating the ad today, bro. And like, that is admittedly, like, it's, some, it's something that Jim Cornette likes to say about Vince. And, you know, we know Jim Cornette is a fair and balanced <laughs> yeah. source on uh, Vince Russo material. Uh, so it's like, and, and, and Cornette did, admittedly, he kind of influenced some of the writing in my sketch as Vince Russo. So it's like, I, I'm willing to, to take that, you know, take that L. Um, but I, um, yeah, and so we made up. We we made up in Dallas, as you saw in that interview. So I think we were cool after that. Um, yeah, but I think uh, Russo and Taz at this point are the only two people who have like publicly or like to me told me how much mm. they didn't like the videos. I, I mean, Taz Taz has not made it public because he he made it very clear to me he would not give me any publicity on his on his radio show on a major platform of CBS Radio, and yeah, he. Yeah, uh, uh, he he really showed how big his dick was when he was trying to tell me how uh, big his okay. platform was. Yeah. That is that is one thing yeah. about you know as a wrestling fan growing up, and I you know I I spent a lot of time you know back and forth like I'm in Arkansas now, but my dad still lived in New Jersey when ECW blew up. So when I would go visit him and I would watch ECW, I grew up and you know I was so into Taz, you know the the suplex the, machine, the suplex and, machine, and and then. Now I just watch, uh, you know, I listen to Taz's show or watch it on YouTube or whatever, and it, it's, it's just disappointing because you, I mean, so, but I mean, I know that's, <laughs> a, you know, it's a, with a lot of, you know, pro wrestlers, you know, you can be disappointed, right. but he. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of like I think some podcasts have kind of exposed fans to think, oh, maybe Jim Ross isn't as cool as I thought, or maybe Taz isn't as good as I thought. Um, you know, I think the yeah, overexposure can kind of ruin. Yeah, because yeah, you really get to know him and see what they they're true. Yeah, he shows how big his, exactly what you said how big his dick is. But yeah, he 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 comes off as an asshole a lot of the times, and it's just like I mean, you just looking at him, you would kind of think you know he looks like a kind of like a bulldog, so he's gonna. He's got an asshole personality, but you know when he's when he's real, when he's himself on his radio show, you know he still comes off as an asshole. But that's not yeah. what you're looking for when you're listening to a podcast. But right, anyway. Well, sometimes sometimes it is. There's a whole cottage industry of you know assholes right. and shock jocks you know, in the radio and podcast, and so because they're, they're still stuck in the year, because they're still stuck in the year 2002. Yeah. When that and was I think that's cool, a lot of so. stuff, with, especially Russo. Um, when I listen to his, and not to say he's not smart and knows the shit or anything, but he's very, he's very stuck in his booking in the nineties. I think, I think that's what his, well, yeah, go with what you know, basically. And like, and I, I, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, like as much as easy as it is to make fun of Vince Russo and his, all right, it's happening every five minutes. This is going to together <laughs> yeah okay well i'll, I'll, I'll where, where to cut off last uh you said it before and you said it again about vince russo say what okay. you will about vince russo is what the yes yeah, so, so say what you will about vince russo but i think like if it wasn't for his contributions to wrestling in the late 90s i wouldn't have been a fan i wouldn't have become no. a fan so um you know it's easy to make fun of him for what he did in wcw but no booker bats a thousand you know nobody is perfect no, in that no, so it's so it's like it's easy to make fun of him because he had a high a lot of high profile misses, but it's um uh yeah it's I I I we we I bust his balls, but at the same time I respect Vince Russo for what he's done, which he's, I know will make Jim Cornette mad, but he's he's still got his his Super Bowl wins, you know, and then now he's I see what you're saying. That's kind of the reference I'm trying to make here. He's he's got his championships in the uh, in the Attitude Era. And then, and, and that's on. the thing too, you know. Even me and Levi, you know, we're just sitting around, you know, watching wrestling together or whatever, a pay per view, and you know, we'll we'll you know be like, oh my god, this seems like something Russo would do. But you know, but we're fans of his because, like you yeah. said, if he wouldn't have, you know, di- if they wouldn't have did what they did in the Attitude Era, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be fans, right. and a lot of people quit watching once the Attitude Era was over. And I love the fact that he he always. Tells you too that it was him and one other guy writing, right? It was him and uh, was it Dunn? Ed Ferrara. Ed Ferrara, okay. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, was Oklahoma. those two writing. They would write it on Friday and it would be like, I just love that because now you got a table of writers sitting at headquarters and just writing. It, it's, it's just, you know, we could go on about that. But speaking of that, what are your thoughts on the current? Uh, WWE product, the current New Japan, the current Ring of Honor, there is well, I, I don't have, much, I don't have a, much of an opinion of things outside of WWE just because it's stuff I don't really watch a lot of. And that's just an issue of time. Um, right. There's so, a I mean, lot I of watch, I watch WWE because it has the biggest market share, essentially. And uh, I know I'm a terrible fan for saying that. But, you know, the product <laughs> is it's, it's, there's, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it is bad. Um, I, I've talked about it at length about uh, on my Who Wore Better series. You know, there's stuff that I and think I love is worth, those, by the way. Thank you. There's stuff that's worthy of being put over. And there's a lot of just head scratchers and just confusing things. 
you know, I think the issue, the biggest issue with the company is they're trying to push the brand of WWE and not the individual stars. They don't want the stars to ever become bigger than the product. And um, that I think is kind of a detriment because when you just push, push the brand and push your buzzwords and everything and just try to market everyone as a, as a brand, then no one has a chance to get over when you're pushing WWE and, and the shield as it is. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Roman Reigns and Rollins and Ambrose. I'm talking about like the NFL shield. You know, protect the shield is what yeah, they say right. in the NFL. And the same thing kind of applies. Uh, protect the shiny Ws, I guess, is the, uh, the closest comparison. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, the, that, that's my issue with it. It's not so much that you know, they're pushing Roman Reigns or wh- whoever they're pushing at the time. It's just the fact that they seem like they're they're too concerned about the pro- not so much the product, but like you said, the brand, the name, the brand. They, yeah, I, I I don't know where where they think they're gonna go with it. You know, I mean, but, we'll all be let's we'll all be fans no matter what. But it's just yeah, sometimes I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow what you see on Monday or Tuesday night. I mean, there's multiple times you know where it's hard to. Like, me and Liv, I've talked about it on multiple podcasts and just, you know, chit-chatting. But it's, like, it's hard sometimes to sit through three hours of Raw. Yeah. Because you're just, like, mm-hmm. well, it's not so much fantasy booking, because I know you don't do that. But it's it's just, like, man, they missed the boat on that. Just, you know, they had it, but then they lost me. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk all day about the problems with the company, and I don't no. really. No. None of us have time for that. But it's, um, you know, it's it, it can be it can be fun to watch sometimes, depending on like what your standards are, like what you expect going in, what your expectations are, and like what you like about wrestling. If you don't like, you know, a lot of theater in your wrestling, think, right. then don't watch WWE. You, you know, you can watch when you say it's Rain good Water when it's good and it's Band. bad when it's bad is probably the best way to put it. Like, what yeah, you I mean, I think just, that's. That's true. I'm going to use that from now on. Can I use that from now on? <laughs> sure. Um, so anyways, so- Brian, I know, I know you're busy. Oh, sh- mm. All right. We're going to end it with him because it, yeah. it's cutting off at five minutes. Yo. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, what I was going to say was I was going to go ahead and let you go. I know you got other stuff you need to get done and this thing keeps dropping out on us. So. We we really appreciate your time and coming on a lot. You know, you it's been you a didn't pleasure have to do it. And yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that the, all the technical difficulties have uh, made this not such a fun podcast. But well, and yeah. I was going to ask if if and when we get a more stable podcast, if you would like to join us on that, and so we could just shoot for an hour sometime. Sure, yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and you know helping us out. You know because. Just you retweeting that tweet the other day, you know, shot us up. So, and we don't not just that. I want to. We want to. I'd rather get more viewers for wrestling with regret too. You know? Oh yeah, I wanna, absolutely. I want people to that's, watch it. That's the main thing. I want to. You know, I want to get Brian more over than us. I could care less. Yeah, let's, you know? <laughs> if I if we could really put you over, put you over, we would. But I think I think you're <laughs> over, man. I think you're already oh, over. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Um. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying all the the. Uh, the fan interactions, those who, 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 who tell me how much they enjoy the show. I mean, it's really big validation because the show was originally, originally like a side project for me. And now it's my full-time job. So it's kind of cool how things turn out. That's but awesome. uh, if people want to watch Wrestling with Regret, it's, you know, Wrestling with Regret with a W at the beginning of Regret. It's on YouTube. 
And uh, Facebook is the same uh, name, facebook.com slash wrestling with regret. I'm on Twitter at Z-Man Brian Zane. And my t-shirt store is prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling with regret. And there's Patreon for the same thing. So Awesome. Right. And if, and if I could be like a Brian Zane Mark for a second, could you close us out with a uh, thank you, fuck you, bye? <laughs> Oh, my voice isn't quite in cornet mode, but I can try and do it. All um, right, thanks, man. And, that, and that's been the Heels and Quads podcast. Uh, let me try it again. And that's been the Heels and Quads podcast. If you don't like it, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> that's my like <laughs> cornet cough. All right, awesome. thanks, Brian. <laughs> go, go, go uh, get done what you need to get done. Thanks, man. Thanks for, ha- thanks for being on. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Take care. Yep. All right, Levi, you there? I'm there. All right, man. Um, well, we apologize again for the technical dif- difficulties. This is going to be fun to piece together. We want to thank Brian for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, it's been an, um, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to him, and I hope we can do it again on a more stable connection. And, and You hear that, Anchor? Yeah, that's right. You know what? You, you, you want to know what happens to apps like Anchor that want to piss off Heels and Quads podcast? Do you, you want to know? know? Do you really want to know? I got my pen. I, I got my you pen. You know what I? You know what I think, Levi? I think they. I think they just made the list. They just made the list. All right, man. Well, once again, thank Brian. Brian Zing from Wrestling with Regret for coming on. Sorry, I had an itch in my ear. Thank him for coming on the podcast. He really, you know, didn't have to do that for us. I think he's a but, great guy. Uh, yeah, he's awesome guy. So go subscribe to Wrestling with Regret on YouTube if you don't already. We will link it again when we post this podcast, which will be very soon, hopefully. Follow and... us on Twitter at Heels and Quads. Follow me at Levi D. Zindel. Like us on Facebook as well at Heels and Quads. Uh, like me on Twitter at Mr. Tommy Walter. Uh, yeah, hit Facebook because we're not getting over near as much on Facebook as we are on Twitter. But I think Twitter but... is a more it's a more uh, it's a better platform for this kind of thing, anyways. Oh, absolutely, but. Uh... Yeah, and listen to us right now on anchor.fm backslash Heels and Quads. Our email is heelsandquads at gmail.com. And we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. So luck, and we hope to talk to you in another day or two. And by the way, if your enemies, if you don't like us, show your enemies. And if your enemies don't like us, have your enemies show your enemies. Yeah, absolutely. Have your enemies, you know, let your their grandmothers listen to it because maybe they'll like us. Because yeah. apparently grandmas really are into me. So, but anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Signing out from Heels and Quads. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. 
Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.